Hello, everyone, and welcome to That's a Dumb Rule Podcast. I'm Ben. And I'm Greg. Greg, today we're talking about rules that no longer exist in baseball. We did this thing, 10-minute timeline before, wasn't 10 minutes, <laughs> so we decided to really nerd out and go a little over and look at some of the best rules in baseball that are no longer in the game today. So where do you want to start? Let's start at the beginning. I um, love it. Let's yeah, so I, I have a list here of about 15 or 16 rules um, nice. that no longer exist. Um, <laughs> some of them are make complete sense, and other ones are like, why was that even put in? So I'm excited. I haven't yeah. seen any of these, <laughs> Okay, so, so I'm with the listeners on this one. Okay, let's start back in 1885. Okay. Between 1885 and 1893, um, you could use a one, one side of your bat could be flat. Like so, a cricket bat? Yes. <laughs> so think oh. about, obviously, a bat today is a round bat, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could actually have one side of it flat, um, obviously, to hit the ball. And the reason they did that, um, there was lack of scoring. Um, the league said, we need more scoring. So Wow. <laughs> yes. So they, uh, for eight years, they let batters cut off part of their bat so it's flat on one side. Um Eight years is amazing. I mean, I can't believe it lasted that long. But we, um, it, it is amazing that it lasted that long. But also, I believe we've mentioned in a previous podcast that this scoring issue was an issue. Yes. Like, they were pulling guys. People would leave the games, and they were pulling together people. The, the joke is like firemen and farmers, yes. but it really was. Like, it a was. lot of these just men that were playing the game, there was no technique to baseball yet, really. Right. And it was just wild swinging. And, of course, they came up with the three-strike rule mm-hmm. because the three-strike rule was they'd just stand up there and swing and swing and swing and swing and nothing would ever get done. Right. And then yep. they put the three strikes in, and now nobody could hit. So right. it almost like this rule comes into play plus the three strikes with the lack of talent, and all of a sudden baseball players kind of become what they are for yep. you know the next 50, 80 years. It was probably, at, I mean, we look at back look back now and kind of laugh at it, but at the time it was probably a really good idea because yeah. it needed to get people hitting the ball, really. It's just bizarre to think about. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's one of the things I thought, well, that's interesting. So that was 1885 to 1893. Um, in 1867, so this is actually before then, okay. um, a batter could request where they wanted the ball. So... If we think of baseball today, obviously the pitcher is 60 feet, 6 inches away. They're throwing the ball as, probably as hard as they can or almost as hard as they can, trying to get the batter to miss. That was not always the case. In early days of baseball, the pitcher would stand much closer to the batter, and they would actually underhand the ball to the batter. And for this particular rule, the batter could say, throw me a low pitch, throw me a high pitch, bring it a little <laughs> bit inside, bring it a little bit outside. <laughs> Um, it's just crazy to think about, but again, that's when they wanted offense. They wanted the ball in play. Yeah. They were trying to get the sport running. They wanted to get it running. And let's be honest. I mean, these, these players, um, they, they were not, they didn't grow up as a kid playing baseball, you know? Yeah. So that's a good point. They just probably were constantly missing the ball and when they swung the bat, so they said, you know what, we're going to underhand it to you, and you just tell me just where you want it, and I'll put it there. So crazy rule. Um, but, yeah, they could actually request where they wanted the ball. Really weird. That is unbelievable. That's yep. like gentlemanly baseball. Like, it kind of is. put it here. 
yeah. kind sir. And, and I love the fact that these pitchers would stand like 10 feet away from the batter. It's like, yeah, how many times did they get hit? You know. Oh, and, my gosh. And I think, didn't you mention one at one point they used to pitch underhanded too to pitched, try to make yep. it easier for the hitters? Like yeah. a pitcher, somebody they were competing against had rules to try to make it easier for a batter to hit it. Yep. Yeah, which oh my gosh, it's just yeah, it's just so funny. So that is uh, that's one of those crazy rules that you just shake your head. So, all right, moving forward in 1883, um, or I should say, until 1883, fielders were allowed to make to catch a player out on fly balls or pop ups with one bounce. We've mentioned this before in yeah. other podcasts, but if the ball bounced once and you caught it, that's an out. Um, it just dumb. sounds crazy. <laughs> it sounds really crazy so now. So dumb. But yeah, I mean, I just think, seriously? One bounce? So Again, one of those rules that probably has a couple of reasons, but again, offense. Like, yeah. they wanted scoring, and if you can pick it up off of one giant hop. oh. Well, here's, the, here's, the, here's sort of the angle to that thing, is yeah. that people didn't wear gloves. So a lot of times they would want it to I feel like I just hospitalized like 50 (laughs) people with that comment. I'm so sorry. Yeah. No, so they would would deliberately want it to bounce because obviously they wouldn't hurt their hand. They wouldn't break their fingers, right? Okay. That makes so so much more sense now. I feel kind of dumb. But at the same time, I would would love to see a guy try to catch a pop fly while running backwards with his bare hands. And here's the funny thing is that catchers started wearing gloves in, 19, I'm sorry, in 1870, but it wasn't considered cool. <laughs> so, so these tough guys like, oh, I don't need a glove. I'm, and, you know, they, I'm sure their fingers were all just. Oh, yeah. It looks like they constantly like every morning they wake up and put their hand in a beehive. It's yeah. just like, dude. <laughs> I know. It's just crazy. You, it wasn't considered cool. It wasn't considered cool to wear a glove. So they so some of them didn't do it. Yeah. I would I would like to watch an old timey baseball game because uh, they still do play them. Like yeah. there's places in Michigan. I know yep. that they they still play these old games. And it's like, oh, yeah. They were just a different breed of athlete. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, just so the next one is, um, and I oh, mentioned this before. Okay. Yeah, so pitchers were required to throw underhand until 1883. So, again, picture um, it's really just about lobbing the ball up there and letting the batter hit it. So, um, anyway, that was that was just a weird start to the whole game of baseball. But I get I get why they put it in play, right? They wanted yeah. players hitting the ball and actually some action going on. So yeah, unreal. Uh, moving forward a little bit, um, in 1872, um, and this one surprised me more than anything, but the the size and weight of the baseball became regulated. So until then, it could the ball could really be whatever you had in the bag, right? Um, and it remains the same to this date. Whoever whoever brought that idea up needs to be in the baseball hall of fame that we should have the same ball yes everywhere we go because the fact that they went without it before is crazy it's like a different ball yeah different and i assume it's just hard to manufacture when you're starting a sport you're like okay well what is it right at the same time you're like you know you know cricket yeah let's just (laughs) shave a couple pounds (laughs) off of it i don't know i just i'd love to hear or see a reenactment or like the dialogue of what it was like to be in these committees when they're trying to decide, okay, we are starting a sport. This is the first national sport in the United States that we've had like 
to share. Like this is our game. Like right. it's not imported from anywhere else. Mm-hmm. How do we come up with these rules? And who comes up with these rules? Right. Right. Who and, never played baseball their entire life? Right. And how many different types of balls did they use up until this point, right? Yeah. I mean, probably really small, like a golf ball maybe. I mean, it's just, yeah, very and weird. But I know this is a weird side piece, but I just want to say this too. One of the best rules is usually the simplest rule. And the fact that baseball and this rule has remained unchanged until present day is incredible. Yep to go through like the cork in the bat scandal mm-hmm. and to go through, are they loading baseballs and yes. is the ball too light? Is it too heavy? Are we getting enough home runs? The ball has remained the same through today. Through I mean, everything. Yep. over a hundred years, almost, mm-hmm. what is it? 150, 160 yeah. years. Right. That rule has still stayed the same. That's amazing. That's very cool. I love that. Okay. 1879. Um, you're going to like this one. A base on balls or a walk was reduced to eight balls. So think about it. Right now, four balls, it's a walk. It's a walk, yeah. Back then, they had to actually reduce it to eight <laughs> balls. So I don't know what these guys were doing. Oh, but <laughs> Could you imagine sitting oh. up there for eight? I mean, it's just like, oh, what's the count? It's seven and four. Seven. <laughs> okay. Have you ever seen... The, when Conan O'Brien plays old timey baseball, no, and he goes up, he goes up in the stands, and they dress like they did, like in oh, 1885, awesome, with the ladies that okay. are watching, and that's where my mind goes to the women in the stands <laughs> in the giant dresses, watching yeah. a man swing at eight pitches, and none of them are quite right. Oh. Just the time lapse, like I don't know, like they just had nothing. Like, the game could take a long time. They were okay with that. Right. It was okay to have a six-hour game. Yes, yes. And now it's just completely uncalled for. And eight eight balls. I know. It's like... It's just, I mean, just we just laugh about, I know. It's like, what's the count? It's seven and five. It's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> How many times has he swung? <laughs> At least 43. Oh, that's great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, that's, that's insane. That is an insane rule. So... All right, one year later, 1880, um, I like this one. The base runner was out if it was hit if he was hit by a batted ball. So somebody could throw the baseball at the runner. Right. And if no, well, no, it them. says batted ball. So oh. you have to yeah. So, so. If you, yep. So if you bat the ball, if you hit the if the batter hits the ball, I should say, and it hits a base runner, a base runner's out. Um, you had me you know what? Actually, that's pretty good too. Yeah. I, I was gonna say one. I was disappointed there that you couldn't just whip the ball at somebody. <laughs> And they all have no gloves, and you're just like, he's running the second, and the pitcher just cocks him. And no. that, but instead, you're telling me, no, no, no. If it comes at him at a higher velocity, right. as in off the bat, right. then he's out. Yeah, and it's like, yeah, because that's your fault. You're stepping right into the line drive. Oh, Absolutely. my God. These, these rules just keep on giving. Oh, they're just great. So 1885, this is one of my favorites. Home base could be made of marble... Or whitened rubber. Now, oh. <laughs> now I just can't imagine rounding third, heading full speed at home, yeah, and you're stepping on a marble. Surface. Oh my god! Yeah, <laughs> it's like is that an instant wipeout? I mean, you're gonna turn your ankle. I, I, 
No, it's like falling down the steps of a church. <laughs> it's just it's, not. Yeah, oh, I just I imagine know. turned ankles, and everyone's like, "I don't, I don't even know what that part of the body's." Why called. would you make it out of marble? I, I make it out of wood, something, but marble. Yeah. Oh my god! All these mining towns. <laughs> like, you know, we got something. Oh gosh! So 1888. Now this yeah. is where things finally get somewhat normal. Four balls now became a walk. Okay. So, Took them a while to get there, but in 1888, yeah. they finally said, okay, four balls is a walk, and we're going with that. So. I would love to see like the development of players within that 10 years, just how oh. fast that must have been to be like, okay, we can cut this in half now. Right. Like You'd think there'd be a progression of like, okay, eight, six, four. Right. But no, it jumps from eight to, eight four. to four. Yeah, because that was only like, what? Uh, 11 years? Yeah. Okay, 1891, here's another good one. The pitching distance increased from 50 feet to 60 feet 6 inches where we have it today. So again, pitchers were pitching from 50 feet. Now, if you think about that today, that's, I mean, that's way too close. Yeah. Um, so this was a good good rule change. Um, there's a, always a lot of discussion. Do they move the mound back? This, in, in today's game, because these guys throw literally over 100 miles an hour, Um Hasn't happened, but I, I obviously the history has pro, proven that um, the pitching distance can change. Um, I don't know if I like it, but it's one of those things where, you know, 60 feet to me is still pretty darn close to that batter when he's swinging. <laughs> so it's not a far walk out to the mound. It really isn't. Yeah. Like when, I don't know, if you ever get a chance to go out on a baseball field, I know, like, when you're playing it, it kind of, wears you down like you don't really think about it but 90 90 feet's a long way to the base it's a long way it is and then when you say 60 and you're like wait something's flying at me from i know 90 I know. to 110 miles an hour Gosh. from 60 feet it's it's amazing and that pitcher's mound's not that far no and he's above you and he's throwing down at you like it's amazing that right you just have the the amount of of batters that we do that are okay just standing in the box waiting for something to fly by them. Yeah, it's it's a, it's, it's dangerous. I mean, that's all it is. So Yeah, well, I don't mm. know. I've always heard this, and maybe you can dispel this, that actually moving the mound back helps with batter safety because they get longer, they get a better opportunity to see the ball, and because the pitcher gets a chance to do a longer lead-up in that. right. So I, I do think, you think so there's too. something to that. I, I think there is. I think the big problem is the pitcher's arms. Like they're so yeah. trained to throw sixty feet. If yeah. they throw sixty five feet is I mean Yeah. Would it be <laughs> off by like Yeah. I mean a little it, bit? Yeah, I would think so. I mean I, I don't know, but all their all their every pitcher's delivery and spin and all that stuff is all based on the fact that they're throwing the ball sixty feet. So if they had to suddenly throw sixty five or seventy feet I think you'd have a lot of problems. I think the batters would love it, of course, because they get more time to see the pitch and whatnot. But Okay, um, 1917, this is a good one. All I love f- that we just made it out of the 1800s. 1900s. <laughs> yeah, so all freak deliveries, including the spitball, were outlawed. So before <laughs> 1917, you could do whatever the heck you wanted to to the ball to, before you pitched it. Guys would spit on it. Guys would rub chewing tobacco on it. I mean, you could, yeah, it was was kind of disgusting, actually. But, yeah, yeah, that was was put into play to say, no, you can't doctor up the the baseball, (laughs) and that's fine. So, 
Now this one, this next one is, is one that there's always, there's always arguments on it today, but in 1969, the strike zone was officially shrunken to the area from the armpits to the top of the batter's knees. Now, if you ask any baseball coach, they always say the strike zone is knees to armpits. That's no, yeah. that's just common knowledge, right? Knees yeah. to armpits. If you turn on any major league baseball game today, that area is much smaller. It than is. Knees. I mean, if you throw a ball at uh, and it's it comes in low, let's say it's at the batter's knees, there's no way that's going to be called a strike. No way. So, officially, the strike zone was defined in 1969. It's not followed at all today. It really is much smaller than you'd think. Um, whether that's good or not, I don't know. But that was one of the rules that was put in the rule book in 1969. One of my top tier, oh my God, I can't believe we don't talk about this rule more, yeah. was debating the strike zone. Because we talk about so many other things that are kind of similar to this. Mm-hmm. Like the three-point shot. Is it good or bad for basketball? Right. And then we talk about trying to think of a couple others here just off the top of my head that would be easy to describe quickly but you'd think about this like the strike zone kind of the basic piece of the game Mm -hmm. we don't talk about it and the common knowledge doesn't match the pro right it's just it's weird to think of it that way it it is really weird and um now on tv you have that little box that you can see where the ball is yeah all that fancy stuff and that's all great and everything but um yeah at the end of the day it's 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 a call by the umpire um whether it's a strike or not i think a lot of things go into it other than where the ball is actually placed um i think it could be the state of the game where you're at in the lineup yeah (laughs) um if the pitcher is you know pitching well i mean yeah and then to kind of just build onto it, like we're talking about an offensive league right now. Like yeah. we just talked about the Shohei Otani rule. Like mm-hmm. we want to see good offense. That's what's drawing people into the stadiums and to watching it a lot that we haven't discussed making the strike zone bigger. Right. To to give pitchers maybe a chance to balance this out or vice versa. Maybe we make the strike zone smaller so that you always get a really good chance at hitting something big. It's just surprising that this isn't brought up more. I think I think the main if you talk to any baseball purist they're all going to say the strike zone is way too small and I think an easy way to fix that is get these umpires to actually call a strike a strike yeah and call a ball a ball and that will I guarantee that will get these batters swinging at stuff that maybe it little bit outside the zone or a little high but they're going to be swinging because they're like this is a strike and you're either going to get more strikeouts which you probably would but you're also going to get more balls in play and that's what people want to see so can i ask a weird just side question of you yeah in soccer we have this thing called var and it's uh, basically a recording of if a goal was a goal when you have those very bang bang plays Right. right what of an automatic umpire have we gotten to the point where, I mean, our technology is so good and we're using this kind of technology in other sports that there's a consideration to use an auto umpire or is the idea of the spirit of the game is there's somebody behind the plate? Definitely that. Um, the spirit of the game is there's somebody behind the plate making the call. Um, whether it's the right call or not, kind of doesn't matter. It's the call of the umpire. Yes, we have the technology. In fact, I think there's some minor league, um, some leagues in the minor system that are using the automatic strike. Um, I'm not a big fan of it, but I know some people like it. 
because it would sort of um, true up maybe some of the variances. But I am also a firm believer in um, it's part of the game. And if you have a veteran pitcher out there, like a Nolan Ryan, mm. he's going to get that call. But yeah. if you have a rookie coming up who needs to prove himself, so to speak, he might not get that call. Yeah, the the story of baseball makes more sense yes. with a, an actual umpire behind it, and that's I think so a bigger draw for people now. Yeah, yeah, I think if you saw the automatic strike, I don't know, I I feel like it's um, I don't know if it would be advancing the game or not. Mm. I just don't know. Well, so. we'll have to keep an eye on that one because again, that's a rule I. It's an oh my god! I can't believe we're not talking about that yeah, more. Yeah, it's it's always a huge discussion point mm-hmm. when Major League Baseball and the Players Association um, negotiate. And uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it, it wouldn't surprise me at all if they put it in, but maybe they maybe they won't. Who knows? Maybe. So, so the last one on my list here, this one I thought was a little funny, but in 1974, the ball was permitted to be covered with cowhide. Because of the shortage of horses. I didn't know there was a shortage of horses, but apparently there was. I did not realize the leather on the baseball was horses. Yeah, I didn't either. I thought the whole time it's it's cowhide, right? Yeah. Um, but no, apparently they used horses for some reason. I don't know. It's kind of a weird thing, but um, yeah. So for what it's worth. I don't even know. Yeah, for what it's worth. now they Baseball, can what are you doing? <laughs> It's like an Ikea baseball league. I just don't. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. Okay. Well, <laughs> in 1974, there was a shortage of horse. If you said that to me in 1874, <laughs> I would have bought it hook, line, and sinker. But the fact that you said 1974, and they're like, well, you know I what? Know. There's a shortage of horses. <laughs> I, I don't mean to laugh, but it's like. I don't know. Serious. If we can put a man on a moon, I think we can get two horses together. <laughs> You know, <laughs> to take this in a in a bad direction here and get us the E by Spotify. Oh, but I'm man. just saying, I'm just saying. Yeah, I mean, I by know. that point, multiple countries had walked in space and put themselves yeah. in space, and yeah. we're like, you know what? We, we haven't figured this horse thing out. <laughs> and you know what? Baseball can go without. But yeah. good for them. They found. I would love it if it was like a different colored ball, just like represent yeah. like how there's white milk and chocolate milk. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Oh, man. No, don't go there. Please. Oh, well. All right. No, so anyway, no, I'm giving you crap. those are some fun rules that used to exist, but or they were put in, and now they're still in the game. So Awesome. Yeah. Well, we went over a lot there, so mm-hmm. I think we'll kind of spare and let folks decide what's a good rule, what's a bad rule, what's a dumb rule. But do you have any standouts or anything you want to say before we head out? Um, I just think... You know, keeping in mind that the game has evolved so much over yeah. the last 150 years. Um, I mean, pitchers used to pitch underhand. It, it, the bat used to have a flat side to it. It's all those crazy things. But, you know, like I always say, they add rules to Im- generally improve the game. And they've added a lot of rules in baseball, and most of them are good. So Yeah, I can't believe, just looking at this list, like obviously we get to review old rules from baseball and football and basketball and all these great sports, but to put it in a timeline is really telling to see how quickly the game developed, especially building it from nothing. Like right. Coming in yeah. 1850, 1860, 1870, and seeing this game develop because the players are learning and growing and taking it upon themselves, mm-hmm. it, it is really amazing to see all these rules change and know that, you know, we say they're good, bad, dumb rules, but a lot of these, for the time, are good rules. Right. And oh, we look absolutely. back, and without the eight ball yeah. call, what we probably don't, 
have baseball the same way we do now. Like it doesn't become more popular. Like That's they were right. fine tuning things. So it's really cool to see this all put together and to see how the game has developed and changed and in a lot of ways how it hasn't, how it's remained very pure and continues to this day to be the same game it was all the way back a hundred and some years ago. Yep, I love that. All yep. right. Well, again, any parting thoughts? No, that's it. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to get in contact with the show or listen to past podcasts, visit our website at that'sadumrule.com. Otherwise, tune in next time for another Dumb Rule. <laughs>